Hello there, welcome to Revelation from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to this edition of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. This is episode number 42. Just excited and uh, pumped up and just thanking God for uh, this week's episode. I have a special guest with me, my brother in the faith, uh, Brother Chad McDonald. And he's going to be coming on in just a moment, sharing his heart with you. Been doing a teaching on the power of the Holy Spirit. So I wanted to have someone to come on tonight that is uh, just very well uh, used by the Holy Spirit and just wanted him to come on and just share his heart with you. But first, we're going to have a quick word of prayer. Lord God, we just thank you tonight, today, wherever people are listening, Father, we thank you that you just open up our hearts, open up our ears to receive what it is that you have today, Lord. We give you all the glory in advance for what it is you will do through this podcast. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, as I said, I'm just so excited for um, our guest this evening. Uh, we went to Bible college together. He is my brother in the faith. We're both graduates of Valor Christian College, which was formerly called World Harvest Bible College. And Brother Chad is a man of God. Very rare to find in this day and hour, but he is a man of God. He's a husband. He's a father, he's an author, he's a Bible college instructor, he's a revivalist, he's the founder and president of Revival Fire Ministries, where they are igniting the fire of God everywhere he goes. He is the host of Revival TV and podcast. He is an apostolic voice in this generation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my honor to introduce to you the voice of Revival, Brother Chad McDonald. It's so good to be with you. God bless you today. Thank you so very much. So glad that you're here. Um, and I hope I, I hope I included everything. I might have missed something, uh, but I think I think I got it all in a nutshell. That pretty much he is just doing the work of God uh, in all those avenues. And uh, first, we'd like to uh, start off as I start off each podcast with the guest is um, just introduce yourself and share your personal testimony with the listeners for me. Amen. Amen. It's so good to be with you on the on the podcast and, and for all the listeners that are listening out there. I am Chad McDonald. I'm, I'm a preacher of the gospel. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I have I travel around the world regularly. Uh, we spend a lot of time apostolically conducting miracle crusades. Um, one of the biggest big drives in our ministry, Revival Fire World Ministries, is to see the lost saved. Amen. And to see mass evangelism uh, through the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. That's why we do the, the, the miracle crusades that we do. Many of the places that we go, we go into areas that are considered um, places and regions that most people aren't willing to go. 
I like to spend a lot of time in the Sahil region of Africa, which is heavily being oppressed by Islamicism um, today. And that would be like Burkina Faso, the Republic of Chad, and that Sahara region of Africa. And we've been making powerful inroads there. Uh, the power of the gospel is being preached with miracles and signs and wonders following. We spent a lot of time um, apostolically to build and to strengthen the body of Christ and to see pastors and, and churches planted in many of those regions. I travel around the United States here, um, uh, preaching in conferences and crusades and revivals and, and various things of that nature, just preaching the gospel in an apostolic and prophetic um, perspective. And God has been so good, has been blessing the ministry uh, with the television broadcast, with the podcast, and with the books. But I'm a father of three little ones. I'm a, I'm a husband. And most importantly, I'm, I'm a son of God. Amen. And so it's so good to be here on the podcast and um, to just be used by whatever the Holy Spirit would have to say on, on this broadcast and episode. And I pray that that those that are listening, that faith begins to come alive on the inside of their heart to believe God for whatever it is that it is that they are in dire need of or what they've been believing for. Because the one thing that I can say that I've seen everywhere that I have been is that God is the same God in Uganda as he is in the United States. He's the same God in Mexico as he is in Florida. He's the, you know, regardless of the nation that you're in, he is the same God and his power is not diminished by the geographical distance on a map. His power is only diminished by our ability and willingness to believe him. And so for those that are listening, if you can believe, all things are possible. Amen. Amen. And with the listeners, will you just share with us your personal testimony, how you uh, came to, to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Yeah, well, I've been, you know, I would I would have maybe a common testimony, like some maybe some of our listeners have and some don't have. But I I was raised in a a relatively Christian home. We were a uh, an old time Pentecost home, so we grew up, and for the most part, we were in church every time the doors were open. However, I had not truly made a personal conversion experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. So I was about seventeen, and finally. God had gotten a hold of my heart. I gave my life to the Lord right before I had joined and left for the military. And when I deployed away on training, that was that was the time and the moment in my life when God had finally been dealing with my heart and I had finally given my life to Christ. And the next over the next the next several years, the next few years, God had begun to continue to deal with my heart. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And from that moment on. It was as if my life had been plugged into high definition. And from that, that experience, from that moment on, I began to feel the call of God expounding in my life. And I began to pursue God um, once I left the military into Bible college and over at World Harvest Bible College. And just to begin to, to pursue the call of God on my life. And so I would say since the age of 17... I had given my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there was a period of time between that when I was called into ministry, when I first graduated Bible college, and I would say for several years right after getting out of Bible college, there was a period of an attempt in my, a, a, a time of my life when the enemy had attempted to come in and attempted to discourage me to fulfill the call of God that was upon my life. He had, he had attempted to 
to lure me away from preaching the gospel and allowed me to get discouraged at a young age. And for, for several years, I ran from the call of God once I graduated Bible college. I ran from the call of God as far and as fast as I could, like the prophet Jonah trying to get away from the call of God. And I was hiding in a cave like the prophet Elijah hiding from Jezebel. Finally, God had called me out of that cage, out of that cave. And from that moment forward, I threw down all that hesitation and completely capitulated to the, to the call and to the will of God. And ever since that moment and ever since that day, we've just been 100 miles an hour pursuing the will of God. Amen. You know, when I think about your testimony, uh, I think about my own testimony is it's, it's kind of, you know, similar because when people were ministers that came to, to the church, they always, their testimonies were always that they were like in prison and all this crazy stuff. And I was like, how's yeah. God going to use me when I, I, I haven't done any of those things? Yeah. And I didn't realize that the greatest testimony that you can possess is how God kept you from yeah. all of those things. And um, it's just really awesome how, you know, he tugs on your heart and you're, you're not at peace or you're not happy until you step into his purpose and his will. And anybody right. that has that call on their life, there's always a period or a time where, you know, fear tries to come in, the enemy will try to talk you out of it. And I remember for me, I used to go hide in the bathroom and say, I hope they don't ask me to say nothing. I hope they don't ask me to, to do anything. So in a sense, I, I hit a little bit too. But when you have that call on your life, you can you can try to you can run, but you can't hide because right. God's will is going to be fulfilled. And when you step into what it is that he has for you and just allow him to use you, you know, it, it's just us yielding to him. He does the work. And as as we're obedient to him, um, just like with that, talking about the Holy Spirit that you I noticed that you said that it wasn't until you got filled with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. that it's like you had a surge of, of power. A lot of times people get kind of confused or not real clear that, you know, the, there's there's the, the when any, anytime you're going to do a work for God, you have to have the power of God. You can't do That's it right. in your own human effort because you're not going to get results. And so um, a lot of times people are afraid to be filled with the Holy Spirit or they have, you know, these, this notion that, you know, what is it going to be like? And so just kind of talk to the listeners that may be struggling with, um, do I really need to do this or do I really want to do this? Um, you and I know that your life would never be the same. It's exciting. Um, I love the spontaneity of the Holy Spirit. I love uh, just operating when I get in that vein and start to minister. It's like, man, you know, you just, you just, it's just really awesome. So just kind of talk to the listeners that may be um, struggling with, um, you know, being filled or do I need to do that or should I do that or is that necessary? Yeah. You know, it was when God formed Adam out of the clay of the ground, he took Adam, formed him out of the clay. And the Bible says that God breathed into the nostrils of Adam and man became a living soul. That word where it says God breathed into his nostrils is the Hebrew word ruach, mm -hmm. which is the same word for his spirit. It's the same word for spirit. So the spirit of God breathed into the nostrils of Adam. And the Bible says that man became a living soul. And then it took. The book of Acts, Acts chapter two, the church was birthed in the second chapter of Acts. 
when the very same Ruach breath of God breathed into the nostrils of the church and the church became a living soul. Jesus told the disciples, he said to tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high, until you had received the promise of the Father. And if it took the breath of God for Adam to become a living soul, and it took the breath of God for the church to become alive and activated, what makes us think we can do anything without his breath? Amen. In Come our on lives? Now. Amen. It is not an a la carte item on a menu that we would perhaps just decide to say we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It was the intent and design of God that his church be a spirit-filled organism, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul says, be filled, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. God intended his church to be full of his spirit. And, if, and in fact, Paul also writes in Ephesians where he says that we, we were created, we were designed to be a habitation of God through his spirit, Ephesians chapter two. The purpose, the express purpose of the church and for the body of Christ is that you be a habitation of his spirit. It is mandatory that you be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's right. It was, it was never, it was never the idea or intent of God that there would be a church that would be running half full, that there, that there would be a church that would not be seeking the intent to be filled and to, and to walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. In fact, in order and to even to attempt to live life that way is, is a lackluster life that God did not ever intend for his people. That's right. He intended for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it is not until you are baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit that really you begin to come alive to the fullest extent. You know, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is not simply just so that you can speak with other tongues, although that is great. Right. So that you it's not just so that you can have a prayer language, although that is great and you need to have that. It is to completely submerge you in his spirit, that your whole being becomes consumed with his very presence. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will become more sensitive to the things of God. You will become more sensitive to his voice. Hearing his voice will be clearer be more easier to discern. Uh, when you are filled with his spirit, the callings and and the, in the uh, of God will become more activated and more easily to discern in your life. You know, uh, it's kind of like it like, you know, the you know the old televisions and then when the new ones came out, the new ones were high def and they said that the new ones, the high definition television would pick up the signal stronger and would broadcast the clarity better. That's, well, that's what being filled with the Holy Spirit is like. It's it's, you know, can you go to heaven without being baptized in the Holy Spirit? Of course you can, but you're going to have to take a whole lot more bumps and bruises on the way to get That's there right. than it's necessary. That's Why right. would you want to? And so you can live life with the regular frequency or you can live life with high definition, which is Holy Ghost power on the inside of your life. And you need to have that power because in order for you to be able to stand against the wiles of the adversary, that's going to require you to be infused with power from on high. Amen. You know what? I'm so glad you said all that because I've been telling the listeners this. So now you're getting confirmation. And y'all know what? As he's talking, as he's speaking, I feel the power. Of, I don't know about you, Brother Chad, but I feel his presence just all in this room right now. I can just feel his presence. So I know he's putting his stamp 
of approval on this message because he wants his church to be filled with his power so that we can do the works that he's called for us to do. Brother Chad, for the listeners, let them know how um, how your ministry was birthed. How was Revival Fire Ministries birthed? Yeah, the, the minute the ministry is really birthed in the vein of revival. You know, I grew up tired of church as usual. Come on now. I grew up tired of the mundane. Yes. I grew up tired of coming in sick and going out sick. I grew up tired of, you know, of, of orchestrated services, you know, two fast songs and two slow songs. And then, and then the same thing every day. And then someone giving a 15 or 20 minute speech, you couldn't even, you can't even call some of that stuff preaching. That's right. We're giving a 15, 20 minute pep talk. And then people are right back. I'm, I'm so tired of that kind of Christianity. And so the ministry's birth in the vein of revival. It's really a ministry that's birthed in the presence and mandate of the Holy Spirit to see a generation of people immersed in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. And so this ministry, Revival Fire World Ministries, is dedicated to carrying the fire of revival across America and around the world. It's birthed in the place of prayer. It's birthed in, in the anointing and communion and fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And that's the mandate that's on this ministry is to carry the prophetic voice of God and see his people activated in the power of God. To see the yokes be destroyed and the burdens removed of the enemy. To see demons driven out of the people. The power of darkness broken off the lives of the people. And people be filled with the Holy Spirit in every area of their life. Amen. Now, you know, when I go to churches, oftentimes I see a lack of the power of the Holy Spirit, that there's like a limit or the, the, the pastor or the ministry, they don't really want all of that. Or sometimes it's where the pastor wants it and the people don't, or vice versa, the people want it, or the pastor is not, maybe not all times that they don't want it. They don't know how to flow in that. Or, you know, do you see that as you travel and go different places as well? Well, I certainly see it, and you know, it's it's certainly happening now. I can't say that it's always in the places that I travel to preach, because typically those kind of places don't invite me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I will say this: that it is pervasive. Just when you survey the landscape of the American church mm-hmm. or the Westernized church, there there are two schools of thought in the Western world. You have an atheistic worldview, and you have a supernatural worldview. And so, unfortunately, the atheistic worldview has even permeated or infiltrated the church in a sense, because when you see this worldview take place and take root, you see it begin uh, to come in the guise of science trumps everything, Mm -hmm. Um, humanism trumps everything. And, you know, we don't really believe all that Bible stuff after all. You know, we've got textbooks and we've got humanism and we've got science. And so there's a reliance on anything and everything but the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. And, and there's, but I believe there's a remnant of people that are hungry for the power of God. Yes. They're hungry for a real encounter with God. And there are many of places that Jesus would describe as simply whited sepulchers full of dead men's bones. And that's that that can describe a large percentage of perhaps the westernized an Americanized church, but I still believe that there's a remnant out there that are hungry for the fire of God, that are hungry for the power of God, and that are not 
going to settle for for petrified Pentecost or a frozen experience in God. They're looking for a white hot relational encounter with a living God. And that is what Jesus has made available through the power of his spirit. Amen. Amen. That is so, so true. You know, um, I was just thinking about just like how you said it, it, it just the, the remnant and what I saw in this within this last year, all the things that our, our, our nation went through, all the things that still going through, mm -hmm. um, that is what you saw was the remnant is rising. Yeah, the, the remnant is rising. There are some people that God has hidden for such a time as this, that they're coming forth and they're not coming forth weak and, and water. They're coming forth full of the power and the fire of God with signs and wonders following. And it's just amazing to see. It's a great time really for the people of God to be living in. I know it's um, dark times, but God is still at work. God is still working miracles and God is still doing some great and mighty things. Will you share with us um, if you can think, I know you have a catalog of miracles and yeah. healings and deliverance. Just share one that kind of sticks out in your mind um, right now with the listeners um, of a miracle of healing, deliverance, yeah, whichever. You know, I, you know, I'll, I'll say I've had the honor of seeing God work miracles all over the country and all around the world. So I could, gosh, I could say. I could get into so many. I'll just maybe perhaps talk about just a couple of the recent ones mm -hmm. that I, I just recently got back. Um, you know, we were in, in Burkina Faso just a month and a half ago. We had a great, powerful miracle crusade there. Um, many, many, many were saved by the power of God. Demons were driven out of the lives of scores and scores and scores of people every night. Um, God there opened deaf ears on the spot. The blind saw instantly. The mute began to speak. I prayed for a young boy one night that a mother had brought him up. She'd actually brought him up to the meeting during the, um, the testimony time when people were testifying of the miracles and what God had done earlier. And she had brought her son, who was, I would say, maybe a young man of 14 or 15 years old. She had brought him up. He, he was mute, was not able to speak, had not been able to speak. And she had brought him up during the testimony time. And I said that as soon as we were finished with testimonies, I'm going to pray for your boy and God's going to open his mouth right here and he's going to speak. I said that to her. She waited. He was the first person I prayed for that night. And I looked at him and I said, you foul, mute spirit in the name of Jesus, you come out of him. And the power of God hit that young man and his very first words were mama and mm. Jesus in French. He spoke right there. Um, another lady, another uh, beautiful uh, young lady brought her daughter um, and her daughter was deaf and, and one of her ears could not hear. Instantly, God opened her ears up and she was able to hear. Um, it, it's no small, it, it's no unusual thing for God to open deaf ears open the eyes of the blind. I've seen him do it all over the world and even across this nation. We've had meetings here in the States where people would come in and bring their prayer cloths. And, and we had one young, I was preaching out in Texas and, and one, one young lady, um, one family member had brought a, a small child's ball 
Hmm. And I grabbed it while I was preaching under the anointing. And after I, after I was finished, I handed it back. They took it to that child. That child was deaf in its ears. And the moment that child touched that ball, its ears opened up. Mm. I mean, Jesus, yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. You know, I could tell you of cripples that have walked. I could tell you um, of, of tumors that had disappeared. I, I, I was just preaching in Virginia. And one, and one young lady had, had told me, she said, I've got to tell you this testimony when you get to my church. It was the second time. Well, actually, the third time I'd been to that particular church, and she said, when you get here, she messaged me, I need to tell you this testimony. I got there. She said, the last time you were here preaching, she said, we brought a prayer cloth and we were believing for my son. My son was living in St. Louis, and he had a brain tumor that the doctors couldn't do anything for, and he had this brain tumor in his head. She said, but I need to tell you today that today the brain tumor is gone, and my son is well. Because of the power of faith. Yes. Because of the power of faith. Like I said, he's the same miracle working God that's available there. And he's the same miracle working God that's available right there, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast, whether you're driving in your car, whether you're sitting in your home, whether you're in your kitchen making dinner while you're listening, whatever it is you, you're doing, wherever it is that you are, he is just as available to you right now. He's as close as the mention of his name. And if you reach out and touch him by faith, faith does not simply say, here's the difference between miracles and not getting miracles. Faith does not, it does not take faith to say God can. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say, it does not take much faith to say God can. The devil knows he can. Faith does not simply say God can. Faith does not simply say God is able. Faith says God will. Yes. Faith says he will, because faith is based on a word. You cannot have faith unless you first have a word on it. In order for you to have faith in God, you've got to first have a word. Gordon Lindsay coined it this way. He said, faith cannot exist where the will of God is not known. Right. In order for you to have faith, you have got to understand the will of God concerning your circumstance. If you're not sure it's his will, how can you have faith? How can you truly have faith? You're not. You're you're on the fence. You're double-minded. But when you understand his will, that's why the epistle tells us in John, therefore, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know he hears us, we know we shall have the petitions that we asked of him. Now, most religious folk get messed up right here. Because they say, oh, well, it says if we ask anything according to his will, it's got to be according to his will. Well, in the Greek, there's no comma. <laughs> the, it actually reads, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So what the scripture actually bears out, the scripture is actually telling you that it's according to the will of God that he hears you. So the way that that scripture actually reads, this is therefore the confidence that we have in him. Why can you have confidence in him? Well, the second part of that scripture says the reason that you can have confidence, the reason that you can come with the confidence is because you understand this. Now, there, this, therefore, is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything in his name, according to his will, he hears us. The very reason we can have confidence is because we understand that if we ask it in his name, it's his will to hear us. And if we know it's his will to hear us, then you can come in confidence. 
That's the reason you can come in confidence because you understand it's his will. And if you ask him, he'll do it. If you have a word of God on the thing and you don't even need a big word. That's right. Listen, Jesus came to the leper and the leper, the leper came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you can do anything, surely can you make me clean? If it be your will, he said, Lord, if it be your will, surely you can make me clean. Jesus responded with two words. He didn't say, well, have you been paying your tithe? Did you miss Wednesday service? <laughs> you know, I, I've been watching. You ain't been, you know, you've been praying every day like you're supposed to. No, Jesus said, he asked him, said, Lord, if it be your will, surely you can make me whole, clean. Jesus said, I will. His response was, I will. It is the will of God for you to be set free. Amen. And so when you want, so you don't even need to have a whole lot of Bible. You just need to know that verse. I will. You can get a whole lot of miracles from God just believing I will. Amen. So, but when you get a word on it, I don't care if that word has to do with the salvation of your home. I don't care if that word has to do with you getting out of debt. You get a word on it from God and you stand on that word and understand that his word cannot return void. And when you attach your faith to that, you are going to have a miracle. Faith is the currency of the miraculous. That's right. And, and it's so very important that the people of God know how to operate in faith. They know how to operate in faith because that's the way the Bible says the just shall live by that's right. faith. That's how we live. That's how we operate. That's how, that's how we do everything that we need to do. So I think you kind of already answered this question because you're letting us know what Pentecost looks like today. Yeah. What it looks like today is the same that it looked two over two thousand years ago. The same that yeah. it looked that that we're still doing miracles. God is still um, filling people with His Spirit, and once you get filled with the Spirit of God, then you're activated to do the work of God. And God has not called us to live boring, same old, same old, mundane lives. He has called us to live a life of power. He's called us to live that signs of wonders follow us. We don't follow the signs of wonders; they follow us. And what I try to get the listeners to understand that the miraculous is not just for a preacher and teacher, but it's for everyday common people. I'm sure you come into contact with people uh, going out to eat or just going about your life. You come into contact with people that I've prayed for people right in the grocery store. I've laid hands on people, you know, in places that are not always in the church. You know, but that God wants us to be led by his spirit because there's a lost, dying world out there that needs his touch. And we are conduits of his power to flow through, to allow his power to flow through us. So we're going to wrap it up here in just a few moments. But I want the people to be able to get in touch with your ministry. You have a website um, and you also have he has a podcast as well. Voice of Revival. Is that correct? Yes. Is that right? podcast it's available on all major podcast platforms so be sure to look up uh brother chad mcdonald and subscribe to his podcast but if the people want to sow into uh your ministry they can plant a seed how can they get in touch with you how can they do that they can contact the ministry you can find us at www.revivalfirewm.com that's revivalfirewm.com or you can find us on social media um, at, at revival fire WM is our social media handle, or you could just look me up on, on social media under my name, but we're at revival fire is our major website. 
And from there, you can find links to the podcast, to the television program, to so, and you can also check out my itinerary that I try to update that as frequently as possible. And there's also links for the books. You can find the books on That's Amazon what I want you to make as well. Okay. Yeah, you can find those on Amazon or on the website also. What's some of the titles? I know it's the, the most recent book that I wrote is Casting Out Devils, a handbook for moving in the supernatural power of deliverance. Okay. Um, I wrote Greater Works, a mandate for the supernatural. That book deals with the gifts of the spirit and the mandate to live a supernatural life. Um, defeating Delilah, overcoming the demon that wants your anointing, uh, rise and be healed, which deals with God's will for you to be healed, and uh, prayer that makes hell tremble, which is really a book that was inspired uh, really by an encounter that I have with, had with the teachings and my um, ability to visit David Yonge Cho's church in the mid-90s. Oh, wow. and I, really, I really learned how to pray by studying him. So oh, that yeah. book, prayer to make prayer that makes hell tremble, will really bless your prayer life. Um, that book is available on our website, revivalfirewm.com, or you can go and look them all up on Amazon. Okay, you get that, everybody, on Amazon. Chad McDonald, go support, get the books, add it to your library. Uh, will you just close with this? There is, um, as we mentioned, the remnant, the remnant of God. Um, I want you to just close out uh, with, with, with a word to the remnant. What would you say to the remnant? Um, uh, because, you know, now is the time that, that the remnant, you know, we have to be courageous to, yeah. stand, to stand in our convictions. Um, yeah, I'll say, I would say to the, to the people that are listening the same thing that the angel of the Lord said to Gideon. When the angel of the Lord found Gideon, Gideon was threshing. The Bible says he was threshing the wheat in the wine press. He was threshing wheat where you never thought you would find him threshing wheat. He was hiding in a place that you wouldn't normally thresh that wheat in secret. The reason he was doing it in secret was because the Midianites and the Philistines and the enemies of Israel had been coming in at the time of harvest. And they would destroy all of the harvest of the people of God. And they were being tired of having their seed stolen and their harvest stolen right before it would come to fruition. And so Gideon was hiding out, not looking for any trouble not trying to get any, get any static from the enemy. He was just trying to provide for his family best he could, hiding out in secret, threshing his wheat, hoping that the Philistines wouldn't find him with his little bit of wheat. But it was there, hiding in a place of obscurity, that the angel of the Lord visited Gideon and found him. When the angel of the Lord got to him, he said, you mighty man of valor. He called Gideon, not based on his actions, but he called Gideon, a man of valor based on the destiny that God had put on the inside of him. Gideon wasn't being a man of valor. Gideon was hiding from the Philistines. He wasn't looking to have beef with the enemies. He was just trying to get by to the next day. And the angel of the Lord found him and called out the destiny of God that was on the inside of him. And there are so many people that are tempted to hide like Gideon prior to that call. They're just trying to get by. They're just trying to supply as, as much as they can for their family, trying to do what they can do. All the while, the world is falling apart at the seams. They're trying to say, I don't, I'm not looking for any trouble from the enemy. I just need to get by. I don't want to cause any issues or cause any waves. But the angel of the Lord came and commissioned Gideon and commissioned him and called out the man of valor, the man of God that he was. And Gideon went on to lead 300 people and to overthrow the oppressor's yoke. 
of the Midianites on the people of God. And I believe that we are in a season of remnant of a Gideon generation. God is going to call a remnant of people out of threshing their wheat in the secret place where they've been hiding out, afraid to get their spiritual lunch money stolen from that bully one more day. God is equipping you and anointing you with the power of the Holy Spirit to confront every vestige of satanic opposition in your life and to destroy it by the power of the anointing of God. And I believe that we are in a Gideon's 300 season of remnants where God is going to raise up a remnant with great power. Amen. Amen. We got two minutes. Close us out in prayer, Brother Jack. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I release your anointing right now to every listener onto this podcast. Lord, I declare and decree right now to those that are struggling with physical infirmity or affliction right now. Lord, I declare right now that that individual that's listening to this podcast that has an esophagus issue and they're having trouble swallowing, I command right now that airway to open in Jesus' name. And I command the, the muscles in that throat to loosen up, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. And I release the healing power of God into bodies right now, yes. into tumors, to command tumors to dissolve, command cancer to leave. I release the healing power of God into your home. Those that are listening to this podcast and you're connecting with faith, I release the power of God right now into your home, into your children, into your sick children. I command them to be healed, be set free, be delivered and made whole in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May you be strengthened in your faith and may you be equipped by the power of God in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so very much, Brother Chad. Be sure to amen. check him out on social media. Get his books on Amazon. Send him a love gift. Remember always, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.